Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello and welcome. This is Charles Kelly. Welcome to Money Tips, bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. Hope you're having a a good day wherever you are. And uh, here in in London, it's been a cold, uh, crisp, sunny day. It's been it's it's been really nice, actually. Uh, But uh, it's it's now quite cold. It's it's evening now, so it is quite cold. So anyway, yesterday we talked about uh, property prices and whether experts think they're going to rise or fall in in the coming year. And the general consensus was that they they are going to rise by anywhere between one and three percent. Now, most of these experts are, of course, industry people who have a vested interest in in the property market and they want to see it rise. So they very, very rarely talk it down. But some areas, uh, I mean, we talked about average rises in the last year which depending on when you set the year, like year to November, year to October, year to December, range from between 1.4 and 2% over the whole country. But you can't really judge the property market by just talking about one part of the country. Up north and in places um, like Blackburn and, and County Durham in the northeast grew by 13%, and other parts of the northwest, like you know, around Cheshire and places like that, Blackburn, uh, Bolton, rose by by 6%. Now, I also said that London is a big area as well. You you can't really just say London. You know, you've got London, Kensington and Chelsea, where the average minimum prices, you know, run at 900,000 for for three-bed properties and go up to, to millions and millions. So it's very difficult to judge. Now, if you want to know how you, you can find out the best place to to buy or rent, because you might think, well, can I afford to buy? Can I afford to rent? There's a very useful house price calculator on the BBC website, on the BBC business uh, page. If you go to bbc.co.uk and then news stroke news stroke business, or just find the news channel and then click on business, you you will find there that there there is, then you'll, you'll better locate house price calculator. Where can I afford to, to rent or buy? And all you do really is just go on there and you, you can put in a borough or, or, a, or a town or a postcode anywhere in the country. And then you can sort of flick around and, and change. So, you know, if I look at, say, the borough of Brent in London, Brent in North London, they're saying average low prices for a three bed property. It, it runs at Anywhere between four four hundred sixty thousand to the to the medium to the high of six hundred uh, six hundred fifty thousand, and that doesn't mean that uh, you know that that you won't find higher or lower prices within that, but that that's just averages. And then if I click on rent, uh, you, you can see that the, the for a three bed property you you pay pay at least sixteen hundred fifty one pounds per month, and up to maybe two thousand pounds a month. Now there's, there's going to be exceptions within that. And these are for three bed houses. And you can also see that the prices in, in Brent on, on sale prices 
actually went up by 1.3%. But in, in neighbouring areas, like Barnet, for instance, only went up by 0.8%. But then Barnet is a big borough. You know, you've got parts of Barnet which are multi-million pound houses and parts of Barnet which are, are quite cheaper, a lot cheaper, I mean. And then just above Barnet, you've got Hartsmere, which went down by 0.9%. And, and so on. So you can go to different boroughs and, and click on different boroughs and, and they will have changed you know, just just from one borough to another and that's just one part of London. You know, if you but if you go to say Harrow for instance, that went up slightly 0.8%. So it, it's it's as I said, it's very difficult to just tar the whole of London with the same brush because when you start getting into Kensington and Chelsea, you know, you're looking at a, a low property prices of nearly a million running up to you know, several millions and prices there actually went down by, by half a percent last year. And uh, you know, similarly, similar story in neighboring Westminster, which, which did, did rise slightly. So it really depends where you go. Uh, then, then if you go just a little bit below Westminster, Southwark, for instance, Southwark went up by 3.3%. Southwark is that borough just, just really very close to, to London, very close to central London. And uh, it's becoming very popular. They're doing a lot of regeneration there. But, you know, you'll pay anywhere between half a million and a million, well, 850,000 for a three-bed three property if you can find it. Uh, but Southwark can be, but can also be quite expensive. And then Lambeth, uh, that, that also went up by 1.5%. Wandsworth went up by 2%, 2.2%. So, as I'm saying, you've got to, to look around Tower Hamlets is, a, is, is another area um, which is, is, is going through a lot of regeneration. Newham went up by 1.7%. And then we can just click into Tower Hamlets. Also went up last year. Uh, so so this, 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 what this website will do, it will give you an idea of the sale prices in all of those places, towns all, all over the country. And you can then compare with rent because you just click the box and then you can compare it with the rent for that for that area uh, so have a look at that that bbc web website and you can also use things like right move and zoopla but what i like about this one is it gives you a map there and then you can click on different parts of the map without having to sort of re re key in town names and postcodes and, and, and that sort of thing so, so that's a very useful tool um, and I, I think as i said you will know in your particular area which which uh, areas are, are best for you and, and which areas are likely to sort of go up or down. I mean, there, there are pockets of the country which are always going to be expensive. You know, Oxford, the Cotswolds, um, Harrogate, you know, uh, obviously parts of London and places like Richmond are, are always going to be expensive. And, and even if the market goes down, those places will still maintain good, good prices. Uh, so... What I can tell you is that there is still a shortage of property in the UK. They say they're going to have to build 200,000 homes a year. They're barely managing 200,000 homes a year. And that, that really doesn't account for everything because, you know, it, it depends as the economy is growing and, and people become better off, they'll want to buy. They'll, you know, there's going to be people living longer and needing properties, uh, people divorcing, et cetera, et cetera. And there's still people coming into the country. Net migration is still running at, um, I, I think the last figure was certainly over 100,000 net migration. Uh, which uh, So 
you know, there's still a lot of people coming into the country and, and settling here. So they'll still need properties. And the 200,000 a year estimate is just for the people who are here now, not for any new people that, that come in. They are building 200, near enough 200,000 new homes a year. Um, but, you know, there's still a lot of need for, for, for social housing, which is, is not being coped with within that. So there's still a shortage of property. And, you know, we heard figures today that record numbers of people are, are now in employment. Over 30 million people, in fact, are, are in employment in the UK. Uh, and even more of, of those are, are female workers as well, women, more women in, in work. Um, so employment now, uh, the percentage of people in work has gone up as well to 73%. That's between 16 and 64 so the actual unemployment rate is 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 down and UK unemployment is actually at a 45 year low. So the percentage of economically active people over the age of 16 who are unemployed is, is now the rate is just 3.8 percent. Uh, so so that, that's fantastic. When, when you go back to the, the 80s, unemployment was in, in the sort of 12 percent range and even even at the. Uh, in the 90s, it was still over 10%, near enough 11%. So unemployment is down uh, at, at a 45-year low. So the economy here is doing reasonably well. Now, I know a lot of people argue, well, these are not proper jobs. They're, they're zero-hour contracts and that sort of thing. But it's not all zero-hour contracts working for, for Amazon or something. You know, there are proper jobs being created in the city. There's a lot of new businesses and startups in this country. We're one of the highest rates of of new business startups, they they attract people. People, more and more people, uh, are getting into to proper jobs. And if you look at the vacancies in the NHS, you know that I think there's, they need thirty nine thousand nurses in the NHS. There's a shortage of doctors. There's a shortage of midwives. You know, there's jobs there. If people will train up for the right jobs and and get degrees that will give them a career path rather than getting a degree in archaeology just to give a silly example um you know too many people are probably doing degrees in things where there's there's not enough work maybe there's too many people doing law degrees and media studies where there's not there's not the work and less people doing the jobs like uh, doing studies in in nursing and midwifery and medicine where the, there is work so you know they're, they're going to need to do something about that they're probably going to have to fill some of those nhs vacancies from from overseas they're probably going to bring nurses in from overseas. I think Boris Johnson said that uh, last year. And the typical places would be from the Philippines, from uh, India and, and maybe parts of Africa where they'll, they'll import nurses. But what they, they really should do, be doing is training up more homegrown nurses to, to do the job because that is much less of an upheaval for the, for the hospitals. It's much lef, less of an upheaval for the countries where they're taking the nurses from. So anyway, if, if you... Want to find out more about housing again? Uh, have a look on that, that that website on the on the BBC, and uh, it's it's on bbc.co.uk/news/business, and then you'll find a, a link in in one of the stories to to that to that uh, site, uh, or just Google it. The best the, the 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 cheapest places to live or rent in in the UK, and then you can find out. And as I said. Uh, hopefully, with the the election over and the, and the Boris bounce and getting out of getting out of this Brexit thing that's held everybody back for, for for the last few years, hopefully things will get on the move again 
and we can put all these things behind us now. And with the new government, they, they, they've pledged to start spending money again and, and, and getting the economy moving. Because when they start spending money and putting in new infrastructure projects, that creates a lot of employment and that, that all trickles down to, to everybody. So hopefully 2020 will be a better year for us. And, you know, we can all uh, smile a bit more than in the last couple of years, which have been a bit fraught with all the, the Brexit arguments going on. That's all out the way now. So let's move forward in, into 2020. And if you want to know how to get into property and you'd like to perhaps learn a bit more, drop me a line at charles at charleskelly.net and I'll put you onto some free courses where you can go and do a taster course and find out about the various strategies in property, which some people think it's just about buy to let. Well, that's just single buy to let. You, you, you buy a flat or a house, rent it to one person or a family, and that's it. But there are, there are many other strategies. There's houses in multiple occupations, HMO, where you, you turn the house into rooms. A lot of people want a room. They can't afford a flat. Many people in London rent rooms uh, anywhere between 450 to six, seven, 800 pounds. There's some luxury rooms being built you know, where they, they, they rent out a studio room in a big building for twelve and thirteen hundred pounds a month in, in Wembley. It's not even central London. Uh, so there's a big need for rooms for, for, for single people, young professionals. Uh, so, so that's one strategy. Serviced accommodation, serviced apartments like you, you might see on Airbnb. That's another strategy that uh, there's there's ways of getting into property without using any of your own money or not even using any money at all. There's lots of different strategies you can learn on these courses, but I definitely wouldn't go out and put all your savings into one property because you could be making a big mistake. You could be buying the wrong type of property in the wrong area. Maybe it's difficult to find tenants. Uh, a lot of people get confused with what they would like to live in and what a tenant would like. You know, they think, well, I wouldn't live there. So no one, would, you know, I wouldn't buy there because I don't like living there. Well, that, that's not necessarily what a tenant wants. A tenant might like living in a noisy street near the station. You might not like it. But they, they do. I once had a flat above a shop and I thought, well, I, I wouldn't live here. I don't like it. But it always rented out. People liked being in, in that high street. Well, it was noisy and it was above shops. And, uh, but people liked it. And they, they just they always it was never empty. So there you go. Don't don't confuse what you want and what a tenant wants. But learn how to do it professionally so that, you know, you might not even need to use any of your own money if you, if you learn how to do it properly. And, you know, definitely. Uh, you should learn how to do anything before just jumping in with, with both feet, because I've seen some people make some huge mistakes. And, you know, despite what people say, you can lose money in property. It's not all win-win all the time. You can buy the wrong type of properties and, and actually lose money. You know, you've got to think about all the costs as well, the stamp duty, all the legal fees. And that, a lot of people underestimate that. Getting mortgages, how easy is it to get mortgages? Uh, so to learn all about these things before you, you jump in and do that. Email me at charles at charleskelly.net if you're interested or, or drop me a line on Messenger. So thanks for listening. This is Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. Thanks for everyone who tuned in on my podcast, which is on iTunes, Stitcher and Anchor. Thanks a lot and good night. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions.